two idiots who think they know everything about mysteries, conspiracies, and strange phenomena. I'm your host on the screen. What are you laughing at? I'm just, I've never like looked into the mic and talked before. It's weird. Try it. Okay. Well, like, it's, I'm Jackson. That's Doug. This is weird. I know. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Night Swims. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really it's know. All right. Uh, I'll, this episode. Of, making a lot of noises with my mouth. This, yeah, you do all the time. This well, I episode. I just ate breakfast. So. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Grits. This, ep- <laughs> this episode. With hash browns. This episode is a continuation of. Um, well, not a continuation. I would say it's the Phantom Time Hypothesis episode, which we discussed previously when discussing John Tidior and uh, his claims of time travel. Yep, John T. And John Time uh, Travel. This episode was going to come out a couple days ago, but we had to wait because something big happened. We got our first ever. I don't know. Ad. Is, it, is it an ad? I think yeah, it's an ad. It, I thought yeah. it was a, a paid partnership. So, an ad. So <laughs> we should have pulled out the email to get this figured out. Well, on Instagram, it's it's a paid partnership, but. I mean, uh, yeah, it's an ad. We're advertising yeah, so, some ice cream. So this um, this company called Night Food uh, emailed us and basically was like, hey, um, you know, we would love to like send you some money to go try out some flavors of Night Food. And so they sent us $5,000 and we filled our freezer. And we only have to use 15 of it to get ice cream. The rest is yeah. just personal profit, yeah. which is really great of them. Um, I liked it a lot Mm -hmm. that they were able to... Jackson can finally get that diamond-encrusted banana hammock he's been wanting. This is 100% accurate. (laughs) Um, is there... Do we need to do anything after we eat, taste it and everything? I guess we have to post on Instagram again. Yeah, and we have to say how good it is. Okay, so it's currently... What is it? 9.45? I'm gonna go get it. Uh, I'll get two spoons, and then we're going to try it right now on the podcast. Let me put my mic down. All right, Douglas, do some talking. Oh, God, I'm always bad at this. Um, so this is the, f- the first time I've e- I will ever be eating ice cream. Um, I don't know what to expect. Uh, we got two pints of ice cream. Um, one, I think, is Cookies and Dream. Oh, shit. <laughs> And then one is like some thin or mint chip kind of stuff. Uh-oh, hold on. Uh, the paper is kind of thin. Thin paper on the top. Jackson's having some trouble with that. Um, but I'm excited. Night food ice cream. Here we go. Night food X night swim. That's what yeah, we're night, doing. Night food. Night, like night swims. Night swims does food. night food. Night swims does night We're going to ignite that hashtag. Spilled some. This is going to go viral. Alright, let me grab two spoons. Never done before. Our first ice cream review on the podcast. This brown shit that gets on our spoons. It's from debris in their dishwasher. Alright, so yeah, we have cookies and dream. And after dinner, min ship. Oh, I get it. All their flavors are like talking about like nighttime and everything. Which one do you want? Well, I assumed you'd want the min ship because that's your your flavor. All right, fine. 
We'll switch, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, take your spoons there. You know, it looks like ice cream. All right, hold on. Um, Let me position my mic. First, yeah, first look. God damn it. My mic's falling over. I got to fix it. <laughs> you have to do that now? Yes, because... The ice cream's going to melt. It's not going to stay up straight. I want to dig in. I know, I do too. It's my post-breakfast dessert. Ew. <laughs> Is that mine? No, it's mine. Uh, you know, it's very, uh, it's go. very frozen. Good, good. It is frozen. I noticed that. It is a. It, it is not one of those ice creams that'll get like half frozen and then just like shit. Uh, I think I can dig it all out. All right. See? What? Why are you digging it all out? Don't do that. All right. Cheers. <laughs> all right. You so. did good ice cream so all right, uh, first, first spoonful. Bite. How big was yours? You're going way before me. Oh, whoa, whoa. Ooh. Hmm. I can't talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's actually really good. That's good stuff. No. This is the first thing I've eaten this morning, besides an Adderall pill. <laughs> Are those easy to chew? Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is this is good ice cream. This is okay. It's not too sweet. Don't talk with your mouth full of ice cream. Or well, that's how they know it's good. I like. All right, let's switch. Well, how many bites did you take? Like three. Okay, this is my third. Okay. There you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way too complicated. All right. Cookies and cream. I figure you're doing your classic. Yeah, I always do that. Oh, wait, clear your palate. Oh, right. No cross-contamination. Actually, after this, we're going to try them both mm. at the same time. Okay. Just to see how the flavors mesh with each other. This is so exciting. Let's see. Mmm. Mm. Interesting minty flavor. I think it's not like I wouldn't call this just mint. I know there's chocolate in it, but it doesn't taste like I mean it's probably because I had some cookies and cream before. But I think I like the mint better. Good? Really? Yeah. Because they're both very good. The cookies and cream is very good too. It's very vanilla y, but also it is very good. Yeah. But I don't like when mint chip tastes like toothpaste mint. This is very sweet. I like I like when it's like that mint chip. Yeah, there's more of a vanilla. Yeah, so I gotta say this is actually pretty good. I might have to try some more in the future. Check out their other flavor. Right, you ready to double scoop? Yeah, hold on. Let me get a bit of cookies and cream. All right. This, all right. Do this again. Oh, I like that. Mm. Mm. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. That was good. My food was very good. That was very good. So, yeah, get a free, or get don't get a free. It's, it's even good at almost 10 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, go get yourself some night food. We got ours at Rouse's. I think that's where they sell it. Rouse's. Is Rouse's, like, um, Lowe's, which is a... a Do they really? No, it's a, that's a, a food market in some oh. places. Um, I can't think of any other ones that were on there, but um, yeah, you can you can find it easily where uh, it's sold in a store near you. 
Um, but yeah, we'll make a post about it. And we'll tag Night Food. And you can go to the link in their bio and see how you can get your free pint of Night Food ice cream. And we definitely recommend it. Because that was good free ice cream. It was very We still good have more. So. We do. I'm going to eat that. Yeah. so good. So you get the you get the the after dinner mint. I'd chip. like the mint one. Yeah. Yes. All right. Cookies and dream was very good. Mm. So a couple things to cover before we get into the fandom time hypothesis. Yes. Number one, a couple episodes ago, um, I believe it was episode seventy three. Well, uh, <laughs> I made a public announcement offer, if you would, to our longtime supporter and featured guest Dawson Resso about making a movie podcast with them. To my surprise, because um, uh, I thought he would. To my surprise, he had not listened to the episode uh, when I saw yeah. him a couple days ago. That's what he told me. Which was like several weeks had passed. That so, was a long time with So me. I talked to him about it. He listened, and he's actually very interested. So if you want to support us, Night Swimmers, and I'm going to do a shameless shout-out when the first episode is up, but... The podcast is uh, there. We're still working on a logo, but it's called Spill Your Beans Podcast, which is a reference to a movie uh, that we will cover in our second episode, because our first episode that comes out is going to be going over, this was Dawson's idea, our top five favorite, and or I think it's best and worst movies. Well, you got to do that seen. on the first episode. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to, uh, it's going to be a, a, a weekly movie podcast where each week we watch a movie and then we give our own like personal thoughts, reviews, maybe some even trivia about it, you know? And um, yeah, I think we're going to do TV shows uh, in the future, but it's going to be a very um, amateur look. So uh, no, no holds barred, not like, you know. I don't know any movie podcasts. Yeah. Neither do I, <laughs> which but like uh, there's a lot apparently. Yeah, uh, we tried to we we came on to that name um, because I was telling him to spill his beans and helping me come up with a name. But then I was like, that's actually kind of a good name, especially with the lighthouse reference, which is the movie that it refers to. So yeah, just wanted to say that. Um, there'll be more about that on our I'm Instagram. I'm making the logo. Yeah, he is, and I think Dawson likes the idea of the logo. I forgot yeah. to tell you that, but it, it's gonna be a good idea. Jackson gave, me, Jackson gave me a really good sketch. Yeah, I still have it on my phone. <laughs> I was thinking about... <laughs> so I had this uh, thing where I could take images and like actually put it into like a digital design. And I was thinking about just taking your image <laughs> and just putting it into the digital design and that being your logo. <laughs> nah, man, please don't. <laughs> please don't. Uh, but then, funny. second thing I want to cover. Um, I thought about this while showering. Shower thoughts. Yeah. Have you ever heard, I'm sure you have, of Heaven's Gate? I'm thinking about Stargate. No, I haven't. So, uh, a brief overview. They were a UFO religious cult based in San Diego. And they they were led by Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles. Mm-hmm. They were very culty. And on March 26, 1997, deputies of the San Diego County Sheriff's Department discovered the bodies of 39 members of the group, including that of Applewhite, in a house in the San Diego suburb of Rancho Santa Fe. They had participated in a mass suicide, a coordinated series of ritual suicides, in order to reach what they believed was an extraterrestrial spacecraft following Comet Hale-Bopp. And they were all, like, in the same position with the same, like, 
Yeah, so they all, like, them? the house that they were found in was, like, it was, like, where the cult lived, and they were all found, like, I think, like, wearing the same clothes yeah. in, like, bunk beds with, like, sheets over their faces or their entire bodies. And the belief was when they died, their souls would go up and they would board the ship, and then they would be off. But obviously, so this is why I brought it up. To us, it looks nothing more than just a mass suicide. But what if it's true what happened to them? They actually did, in fact, go aboard an alien spaceship via soul departure behind the cosmet Haley Bop, I think is what it was called. Well, that... Hail Bop. That's good for them. <laughs> like, so, I mean, I don't know. Like, we we can't know. Unless they come back and they're like, hey, we showed you. You know? There's okay, pro- so from what I'm looking at also, the... The comet has not been seen near us since because it, it at 19 like the reason they did that was because it was visible to the naked eye so yeah. it was like but like then it looks like they saw it again in 2001 oh, where was it uh, at a distance of nearly 2 billion kilometers from the sun hmm. uh, okay so oh so this is interesting so in 19 19- in November of '96, amateur astronomer Chuck Schrammick of oops, let me eat that real quick of Houston, Texas, took a CCD image of the comet, which showed a fuzzy, slightly elongated object nearby. His computer sky viewing program did not identify the star, so Schrammick called the Art Bell radio program Coast to Coast AM to announce that he had discovered a Saturn-like object following Hale Bob. UFO enthusiasts such as remote viewing proponent and Emory University political science professor Courtney Brown soon concluded there was an alien spacecraft following the comet. Several astronomers claimed that the object was simply the 8.5 magnitude star SAO141894, including Alan Hale. They noted that the star did not appear on Schrammick's computer program because the user preferences were set incorrectly. (laughs) Okay. Art Bell claimed to have obtained an image of the object from an anonymous astrophysicist who was able to confirm its discovery. However, astronomers Olivier Henault and David Tholen of the University of Hawaii stated that the alleged photo was an altered copy of one of their own common images. Uh, of course, 39 members of Heaven's Gate cult committed mass suicide, believing that they were going to a f- uh, ship. And Nancy Leader... Huh. who claims to receive messages from aliens through an implant in her brain, stated that the Hale Bop was a fiction designed to distract the population from the coming arrival of Nibiru, or Planet X, a, uh. a giant planet whose close passage would disrupt the Earth's rotation, causing global ca- cataclysm. I've her original that. date for the apocalypse was May to 2003, which passed without incident, but various conspiracy websites continue to predict the coming of Nibiru, most of whom tied it to the 2012 phenomenon. Leader and others' claim of the planet Nibiru has been repeatedly debunked by scientists. This could also just be an example of what, Douglas? Aliens? No. Many worlds. Many worlds? Many worlds interpretation. Uh, 
Uh, is that from the last episode? Yeah, switch on to yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be an example of what? The many worlds explanation. Interpretation. Interpretation. <laughs> that. <laughs> and that yeah. is, of course, what, Douglas? Well, you know, it's like, uh, blah, you know. Come on, man. I'm into the spooks now, man. <laughs> Enough of the science crap. Yeah, all right. The many worlds um, theory suggests if... Many, many paths, right? Yeah, so basically for every... They don't collapse. Every time there's a... You have an option of choose of having either A or B happen, a quantum event happens where both those periods, both those uh, events do happen in different periods and they create their own trails. The quantum event is known as, like, the moment. So, for all we know, that could have happened. For all we know, like, we could literally be one of literally hundreds of thousands of timelines due to the many world interpretation. So, for all we know, could have actually happened. But the reason I wanted to bring up Heaven's Gate is because, you know, what if they actually did go to an alien? Because, as we know by now, unless you're living under a rock, or that fly on Mike Pence's head... Aliens are about 90... There's a 90% chance they're real. There's obviously a 10% chance that that the UFOs people have seen are just like other nations or like top secret projects or stuff like that. But when you have government agencies... I'd say it's about 95.5. Okay, yeah. yeah. But when you have government agencies creating entire departments based on the sole purpose of discovering alien life... Oh, come on. Well, they've succeeded. Exactly. Exactly. So that was it. I just wanted to uh, go over that real quick because I thought that was yeah. a interesting theory. Want more ice cream? Yeah. So enough chit chat. On to what? Where's my water? What we were here for? What are we here for, Douglas? We're here to talk about phantoms in time. Yes. And hypotheses. Now, while phantom is associated with Halloween, so it's technically a little spooky. It is Just not, in that word. Yeah, it's not anything spooky, spooky, but the next episode that I do will be a spooky one. Really? To keep up the theme. You know? You know. So, are you ready? Yes. Strap in. Thank you. So, the force Phantom... Field. Oh. We done? I can't hear you. I put a force field up. Okay. Oh, let me disable it. Read my lips. Thank you. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So the phantom time hypothesis is a historical conspiracy theory asserted by Herbert Illig. What a name. First published in 1991, it hypothesizes a conspiracy by the Holy Roman Emperor Otto III, Pope Sylvester II, and possibly the Byzantine Emperor Constantine the Seventh, to fabricate the Ono Domini dating system retrospectively in order to place them at the special year of A.D. 1000 and to rewrite history, to legitimize Otto's claim to the Holy Roman Empire. Uh, Illig believed that this was achieved through the alteration, misrepresentation, and forgery of documentary and physical evidence. According to this scenario, the entire Carolingian period, including the figure of Charlemagne, is a fabrication with a phantom time of 297 years, uh, huh. A.D. 614 to A.D. 9-11, added to the early Middle Ages. So who was Heary Birdie Illig? 
he was born in 1947 in Vohenstraub. What is that symbol where it looks like a bee, but it's not actually a bee? You know what I'm talking about? I think so. Okay. He was born in Bavaria, which isn't... Oh, it's an actual place. Oh, it's a, it's a landlocked state of Germany. Uh, he is active in an association dedicated to Emanuel Velikovsky, Catastrophism, and Historical Revisionism. Um, from 1989 to 1994, he acted as editor of the journal Vorsicht, Vor, uh, Vorsicht, Frusicht, uh, it's my German coming out. Uh, since 1995, he has worked as a publisher and author under his own publishing company, Mantis Verlag, and published his own journal, Zietensprunge. Uh, Zietensprunge. Yeah, okay, well, hold on. Uh, Sprunge. Yeah, because it has the U with the two eyes. Yeah. So outside of his publications related to revised chronology, he has edited the works of Egon Friedel. Before po- focusing on the early medieval period, Illig published various proposals for revised chronologies of prehistory and of ancient Egypt. We really should cover ancient Egypt we at this point. I thought we have. We yeah. did um, ancient uh, art, like yeah. aliens and ancient art. Let me just write Not this down pyramids. real quick before I f- forget. Ancient Egypt and aliens. Not our next topic. Or a future topic. All right. Um, uh, oh, I lost where I was. Oh, here it is. His proposals received prominent coverage in German popular media in the 1990s. His 1996 Das uh or The Invented Middle Ages, also received scholarly recensions, but was universally rejected as fundamentally flawed by historians. Those bitches. 1997, the journal Ethik und Sozialwissenschaften, Ethics and Social Sciences. Yeah. Uh, oh, Social Wissenschaften is Social Sciences in German. So, I repeat that. Uh, so, Sozialwissenschaften. Sozialwissenschaften. It's all one word. It's like 18 letters. <laughs> So that journal offered a platform for a critical discussion to Illich's proposal with a number of historians commenting on its various aspects. After 1997, there has been little scholarly reception of Illich's ideas, although they continue to be discussed as pseudo-history in German popular media. Illich continued to publish on the Phantom Time of Authors until at least 2013. Also in that year, he published an unrelated topic of art history on German Renaissance master Anton Pilgrim, but again, proposing revisions of conventional chronology and arguing for the ab- abolition of the art historical category of mannerism. So the basis bases of Illig's hypothesis include the scarcity of archaeological evidence that can be reliably dated to the period of AD 614 to 9-11, the perceived inadequacies of radiometric and dendrochronological methods of dating this period, and the over-reliance of medieval historians on written sources. The presence of Romanesque architecture in the 10th century Western Europe, suggesting the Roman era was not as long ago as conventionally thought. That's a good one, actually. The relation between the Julian calendar, Gregorian calendar, and the underlying astronomical solar or tropical year. The Julian calendar, introduced by Caesar, the the main Mm -hmm. one, Julius. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, was long known to introduce a discrepancy from the tropical year of around one day for each century that the calendar was in use. By the time the Gregorian calendar was introduced in A.D. 1582, Illig alleges that the old Julian calendar should have produced a discrepancy of 13 days between it and the real or tropical calendar. Instead, the astronomers and mathematicians working for Pope Gregory the 13th had found that the civil calendar needed to be adjusted by only 10 days. The Julian calendar day, Thursday, 4 October 1582, was followed by the first day of the Gregorian calendar, Friday, 15 October 1582. From this, Illa concludes that the AD era had counted roughly three centuries, which never existed. Um, now, of course, we go to the other side of this. Uh, the most difficult challenge to the theory is through observations in ancient astronomy, especially those of solar eclipses cited by European sources prior to 600 AD, when phantom time would have distorted the chronology. Besides several others that are perhaps too vague to disprove the phantom time hypothesis, two in particular are dated with enough precision to disprove the hypothesis with a high degree of certainty. One is reported by Pliny the Elder in 59 AD, and one by Photius in 418 AD. Both of these dates and times have confirmed eclipses. In addition, observations during the Tang Dynasty in China and Halley's Com Comet, for example, are consistent with current astronomy with no phantom time added. Archaeological remains and dating methods such as dendrochronology refute rather than support phantom time. Uh, dendrochronology. Oh, it's uh, read ring dating in trees. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't say mm -hmm, like you knew that. I did know that. Why don't you speak up then? Because you were just like, you didn't give me a chance. You All right, look, next it. time you hear an ology that you know, speak okay, up. Okay, I'll try. Let's practice. So archaeological remains and dating methods such as dendrochronology refute rather than support phantom time. They refute it? They say it doesn't Oh my god. No, I just read that. Oh. That was the ology. I yeah, okay. <laughs> we were we were practicing next time you heard an ology that you knew. Oh, you wanted me to explain it? Yes. Oh. Well, you just did. Why should I? Because it was just practice. Well, give me another ology. Well, I gotta find one. I'm sure there's, you've already, you said so many ologies. I have. All right, next one. So the Gregorian reform was never purported to bring the calendar in line with the Julian calendar, as it had existed at the time of its institution in 45 BC, but as it had existed in 325, the time of the Council of Nicaea, which had established a method for determining the date of Easter Sunday by fixing the vernal equinox on March 21st in the Julian calendar. By 1582, the astronomical equinox was occurring on March 10th in the Julian calendar, but Easter was still being calculated from a normal equinox on March 21st. In 45 BC, the astronomical vernal equinox took place around March 23rd. Illig's three missing centuries thus correspond to the 369 years between the institution of the Julian calendar in 45 BC and the fixing of the Easter date at the Council of Nicaea in A.D. 325. Jesus Christ. You know what I'm getting from this? What? Time is an enigma. Time is an enigma for sure. Nobody, so, Nobody's recorded the, like, that. I, I shouldn't even trust my clock on my phone. Mm -mm. What day is it? I don't know. Thursday. Uh, here's a good thought about time. Literally an hour determines whether you can be arrested for drinking or you're allowed to drink. Yeah. That's weird to think about. Like, it's just an hour. Like, it's, it's I mean, insane. It's a, a day for that fact, too. I think an hour is more... Like, a day, okay, that makes sense. You go to bed, you can't, you wake up, that's fine. But if you literally just sit there for an hour, you suddenly are like, oh, I can do... I We've can all drink. done it, yeah. It's, in, it's so weird. Any other thoughts about time? 
Where does the time go? <laughs> Who determined time? That's, yeah. And is it true that there's like some big clock in a mountain somewhere? <laughs> that's like super accurate and all that stuff? Hold on. Hello? Okay. It's a credit card spam. <laughs> You're getting a credit card? <laughs> <laughs> no. What do you mean? So that there's big clock there's... in the mountain? No. Big clock in mountain. Oh, God. Why is it loading? Oh. Amazon's Jeff Bezos just revealed the video of a massive 10,000-year clock that's being built inside a West Texas mountain. There it is. Mr. Bezos. The clock is 500 feet tall and powered by the Earth's thermal cycles, Bezos said in a tweet Thursday, and that's dated February 20th, 2018. What about the doomsday clock? Uh, Doomsday. Oh, doomsday clock. Close a couple apps. How many seconds to midnight are we at? Uh, how would I know that? It, it should say that when you Google it. Uh, hold on. The doomsday clock is a symbol that represents the likelihood of a man-made global catastrophe. Maintained since 1947 by the members of the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists, the clock is a metaphor for threats to humanity from unchecked scientific and technical advances. The clock represents... The hypothetical global catastrophe as midnight and the bulletin's opinion on how close the world is to global catastrophe as a number of minutes to midnight assessed in January of each year. The main factors influencing the clock are nuclear risk and global warming. Bulletin's science security board also monitors new developments in the life sciences and technology that could inflict irrevo irrevocable harm to humanity. Hmm. Let's continue with phantom time. Time's a lot. <laughs> I, I think have I have an ear infection. I've barely followed what you've been saying. It's hard. It is. There's too many timelines that you're Scientifically, talking about. Scientifically, it's hard. So if Charlemagne and the Carolingian dynasty were fabricated, there would have to be a corresponding fabrication of the history of the rest of Europe, including Anglo-Saxon England, the Papacy, and the Byzantine Empire. The Phantom Time Period also encompasses the life of Muhammad and the Islamic expansion into the areas of the former Roman Empire, including the conquest of Visigothic Iberia. This history, too, would have to be forged or drastically misdated. It would also have to be reconciled with the history of the Tang Dynasty of China and its contact with Islam, such as the Battle of Talos. Talos? Yeah. From Skyrim? Yeah. So, is that really it? So, there's just 297 years that are just gone. I don't they, think were, it's, they were lied about. It's how many years? Did, yeah, 297 years. Well, th hypothetically, like, because I don't... They, that final piece did bring up a good point about the fabrication. Because, like, there's, like... And I don't know too much about Islam, but there's, like, a shit ton of writings and stuff about Muhammad yeah. and, like, his life and everything. So for all that to be universally fabricated as, like, one giant thing seems a bit of a stretch. I don't know. Because the claim is, like, even that is, like... 
Well, so, okay, so if the phantom time hypothesis is real, that means we're actually in the year, hold on, minus 297, like 1723. Nice, before the Declaration of Independence was signed. Um, I don't see anything else. I mean, everything else I'm seeing about the phantom time hypothesis is kind of the same thing that I, we just um, went over. So that's interesting. So... Hmm. I don't know how I feel about this. While I do see it as a possibility, because back in that time period, the, who do you say it was? It, uh, yeah, like the Holy Roman Emperor and the Pope and everything. That, that was a time where there was a lot of corruption between the, the papal and the, the pap papal see? Papal states. Papal states, thank you. And the, like the other empires. So that, I can see that that would be a thing, but, that is a lot of history that they have to fabricate. But, well, technically... I think it's just people miscalculating and getting their time mixed up. It could have been... It is a time where, like, it, there's, like, a, a not as much historical evidence. But then you look at dendrochronology, which I just Trees. learned about. Yeah. Trees. You can't fake those. So, mm -hmm. like, those still... Those, like, still prove, like, the right, like, time... And then you, huh. I don't know. I can see where some old ass trees they're cutting down. Yeah, I can see where That's like sad. that that could possibly happen. Maybe it's not as long as he thinks. Maybe that's it. But like, if the let me let me double check again. So Charlemagne isn't real. The theory is that Charlemagne isn't real. Poor and guy. the Carolingian period, which is is a Frankish noble family, the yeah. Carolingian dynasty, uh, found in the 7th century AD. Mm -hmm. What? Hmm. Uh, I feel like there's a lot more on that that like I would have to do like a deep dive on. So I'm going to actually... I'm going to do that later for, like, your episode, just, like, a quick, like, um, brief... Uh, Are you going to take over my episode? Recap. No, I'm just going to do it, like, at the... Like the uh, we got to get into the spooks. I'm going to just do, like, a little bit. Because I feel like there is more, but I don't want to, like, pause and look right now and everything yeah. like that just because uh, of time. But I don't know. I feel like that could be a thing just because, like... It does make sense that people of during that time of corruption and abuse of power would try and do that just for the sake of like own personal gain. Like people do that today in like major companies and shit like that. But at the same time, over 300 years between like a small group of people is what Herobert was saying. And then you have like a bunch of physical evidence that says otherwise. But then there is like lack of evidence for that time period. Which could make sense because, I don't know. Well, okay. No, that wouldn't make sense. I was going to say something about aliens, but that just doesn't make sense. I think it's just a bunch of people getting their time wrong. It, yeah, that's probably, there's too many calendars. I don't even yeah, understand all the calendars. Exactly. I like our calendar. Yeah. So, International, the National Food Day calendar. Yeah. We're going to have to get a new one soon. 
But what kind of calendar is our calendar? Is that not Gregorian? Gregorian? Is the yeah. main one now? Yeah. The one that everybody uses, Gregorian, because yeah. it was uh, Pope Gregory the first, I think, is what, who did the Gregorian gives, what calendar. What gives him the right? I think. Let me actually let that up real quick. The Gregorian calendar. Gregorian calendar. All right. Who is Gregory? It's used by most of the world. It's named after Pope Gregory the Thirteenth, who introduced it in October 1582. I think we talked about him a little bit. Um. In 1582. Oh, okay, hold on. 2020 in various calendars. In Ab Urbi Condita um, is an ex- It's 2773. In the Armenian calendar, it's the year 1469. In the Assyrian calendar, it's 6770. Oh, there's a lot of calendars. Byzantine calendar. So what is the... what Like... Ugh. The Gregorian calendar is like the one that everybody uses. It was a revision of the Julian calendar. So time is a social construct. Yeah, I guess. The there was it was like during the Common Era, it looks like, and the Anno Domini calendar and yeah, shit like that. All that stuff. I don't know. It it's just the one we use. So who knows what fucking time period and shit it is? I don't believe in time anymore. No? No. I'm going to look up the Gregorian calendar as well. My professors are going to be like, hey, why weren't you in class? You know, it's class time. I was like, I don't believe it. According to who? You didn't create time. Yeah. Who are you to tell me what time I should be in class? Dude, I feel like this podcast has made us more philosophical. It has. Like two years ago, I would have never been like, oh, yeah, the many worlds interpretation is totally a thing. Now I'm like... It's Fuck yeah, that's definitely a thing. No, we're just, it's opened our minds to where we're just smarter than everybody. Yeah. I want to take a philosophy class about like aliens and just Is absolutely, that, that better be a thing. I'm going to look. You could be a professor and be that crazy dude that teaches the class. Dude, I would totally, if I was a philosophy teacher, that'd be sick. I would literally just talk about aliens. I mean, you, it's philosophy. It's You can talk about anything. I know. And what are they going to do? Be like, you're wrong? Like, prove it. I uh-huh. Uh, I can't. It's like when someone goes like, like, why is that true? Because it is. I mean, that, uh, philosophy, you're not really a class of proving things, are you not? I th- philosophy is like, it's the question of like, is it or is it not? To yeah. be or not to be. Yeah. That is the question. Stupid. That we have. <laughs> so yeah, we can't refer to ourselves as two idiots anymore. That's true. Should I change it to two philosophers? <laughs> two Two philosophers. <laughs> Two philidiots. Oh, yeah. Should I do that? I don't know. We'll, 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 are we rebranding right now? I think a little bit. <laughs> Let's end this and figure it out. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, I'm going to do some more research about Phantom Time and the Gregorian calendar and just talk about it briefly on the next episode because I kind of want to see if there's any more about that that I missed. But I think we're both kind of just on the fence. I'm I'm not on the fence. I no. think I'm more on uh, the ground. This is BS yeah. kind of thing. Oh, Herbert, you had such promise. You idiot. Well, hold on. I might be able to I, you have an open mind. idiot. Have an open mind because if I find anything else, I might be able to change my flip mind. Flip it. You never know. I could be like a Stephen Crowder. It's like. It's the phantom time theory, or like the phantom time theory is bullshit. Change Change my mind. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, I'm going to try and do that. All right, well, thank you all for listening. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else we should say? Um, 
Night food. Night it's food. Good. Yes. Night food v nights. Well, not v because we're not. Night food is very good. A lot better than I was expecting. I thought it was really cool. They actually reached out to us. That was pretty yeah. sick. Um. It's so yeah, go grab a name. pint. It's really good. Where can they find us on Instagram? Uh, at nightswims.podcast. Okay. Also, hold, real quick before we go, I want to, I have a bone to pick with the listeners. Uh-oh. So I was recently on Anchor. Oh, shoot. On our <laughs> Anchor. Oh, am I signing to the wrong one? Oh, I am. Hold on to me. Is this like a very bad thing? Or? No, it's just a weird thing. All right. Uh, log in. Please tell me we're at 10,000 plays. We're okay, so we're um we're currently at 8,000 as of right now. 7828. Well, we're close. But here's my here's my beef that I have. Our most played episodes. Obviously, it's going to be the first one. 440. It's mine. second most? What episode would you say our second most one is? Is it not the second episode? No. Really? It's Natalie Holloway uncovered with a uh, RTJ. Yeah. Over two, over 220 plays. Obviously. Then it just goes episode two, episode three, episode nine, episode four, episode 51. Which like the Uncovereds. The Uncovereds. All the Uncovereds do pretty good. Pretty so sure like all of, all of the Uncovereds have um, over 100. It was pretty cool. Yeah, Black Dahlia. Um, oh, maybe they don't. I spoke too soon. But I just thought it was weird that... It goes Bermuda, Bahama, Come on, Alien Mama, which I'm kind of upset that it, it, Spotify, when you first click on a podcast, it does the oldest episode first. Really? Yes. Like, I, whenever well, I, mean, I listen I to podcasts. I feel like if people are going to get into us, they got to listen to the Whenever I listen episodes. to podcasts, I have to click, like, whenever I have a podcast on Spotify, I have to sort it by newest one first because it always does the oldest one but first. But is that all uh, Spotify? Oh, no, this is total. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, I mean, people could be listening to us on Deezer. That's true. If you're, if you're from Deezer, uh, switch to something else, man. I, don't I know wonder, what. hold on, I wonder what, I, I can check usually, like, where yeah. where it goes, like, by. Okay, Apple Podcast 37%. Spotify, only 20%. Really? Yeah. Devices. 70% Android. What? Damn. 31% other. We got 3% in the United Kingdom. Here's what bothers me. We okay, we obviously have people that listen to the podcast. Obviously. Like we have like What's a good audience people. size right now. It's average about like only 31. Yeah, it's higher than But like thought. we obviously like have people listen. No one ever reaches out to us or likes our photos on Instagram. Night food. So okay, well like like listeners. So it gets me really confused. Like are like bots listening or like like yeah, what's up? No. I mean, with the likes thing, that doesn't matter. Yeah, I know it does bother me sometimes when I look at it and it's like nine, <laughs> and like our followers is like almost nine a thousand. Does. Nine's a shitty. Dude, number. We've got a lot of followers recently. Yeah, I've been doing. A f- no, I've been no, doing no, my our secret. natural natural, <laughs> natural followers. No steroids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know if you're a listener. Seriously, take like two minutes <laughs> just to DM us and just be like, hey, I heard you. I listen. That's you all know, I'm asking for. Like, I know Dawson and Doobie listen, but they don't even DM us. I know. <laughs> I mean, Dawson will text us like, well, yeah, hey, I man, mean, I, I like the episode. Oh, yeah, I guess he does text. And every that time, counts, every time. first off, I also talked to Doobie on an episode, and she hasn't responded yet. And then Doobie, the only thing Doobie ever says about the episode, she always goes, 
<laughs> she always yawns, which I haven't done. I, I've slowed that down. <laughs> like, I don't do that nearly as much. That's funny. That's all she ever says. You yawned last episode. Yeah, no, I haven't seen her in like a month. So maybe her opinion has changed. But yeah, whatever. I, I don't need that. You can see her tonight if you hang out at Dawson's. We're going band practice. No, I've got like four papers to write by Tuesday. Jesus Christ, why? Uh, Procrastination. No, no, no. I have a midterm due Tuesday that's take home. I have a theory paper that's due Tuesday that's take home. I have a group discussion paper that was originally due Tuesday, but he was like, oh, you know, I think I've given y'all a little too much work. Let's push it back a couple days. And I'm going to be out because I'm going to be out of town this weekend. Yeah. (laughs) How are you going to do that? I'm going to do it tonight, tomorrow before the podcast. And then I'm going to do it Sunday when we get back and then Monday as well. And then Tuesday because they're both due at midnight on Tuesday. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, I might go to work tomorrow. Uh, Yeah, hopefully I do too. I don't know. But I don't know. All right, well, enough about us. Thank you for listening. Uh, Go eat night food, super good ice cream. Yo. Anything else? No. All right, we will see you all later.